honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the Paladino Live Network. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podiman, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Audible, Stitcher, Double Twist, and I'm sure there's some others. Thank you once and always for downloading and listening to the show. It feels great to be back on board with you once again today. The Minnesota Timberwolves this past week played four games, and they went 3-1 and one with a three-game win streak. And yes, back above 500. So, nice feeling. Always some good news. Carl Anthony Towns now has been selected for the All-Star Club, so that also feels great. The computer appears to be freezing here, which is really annoying. But yes, no, Carl Anthony Towns has been selected as an All-Star Reserve. And they had some fun with that yesterday. After the Timberwolves beat the Detroit Pistons. A little scare for a little bit, but the Prince was at the Palace. The Prince was in the Palace yesterday. Torian Prince, what a nice week for him. We'll talk about that definitely today. We'll talk about some trade possibilities. Some interesting stuff. I wouldn't mind uh, either acquisition coming back. I think I would uh, be happy with the two possible trade conversations with the South Boston Celtics part of me. There's always other things as well. I'm not 100% sure who might be Going, what might be going on with the Philadelphia Philly, uh, 76ers, but we'll get to that shortly. Let's look at the games real quick and kind of talk about the trade scenarios at the same time. Minnesota headed to Phoenix last Friday the 28th, which I stupidly, idiotically forgot to mention. I even had it written down and ready to go just in case I got you know tied up in another conversation. That was my 14th birthday as a podcaster. 14 years <clears throat> podcasting in general. I started with Paladino Live in on uh, January the 28th, 2008. Purple Mafia, April 2008. And then, of course, yeah, see, I, I split Vikings conversation off of Paladino Live. It used to be all three teams. I'd even talk about the Minnesota Twins on that podcast. It was kind of a general Minnesota sports podcast. I even wanted to talk a little stock market in there, a little bit, like stocks, penny stocks and such, but I, that just never happened. Um, maybe on Freedom of Thought a little bit. That's the other show I do, Freedom of Thought. Um, where it's just, it's not sports, but I'll throw in sports conversation as well, like comparing this to that. Um, but yes, April 2008, Vikings conversation had its own show now, Purple Mafia. And then it's like, Paladino Live just wasn't getting off the ground. And it's like, what the heck? Why not have two, two, uh, split into two shows about the Minnesota Wild and the Minnesota Timberwolves? And that was in August 2008. So again, the podcasting daily started on January 28, 2008, thanks to Dylan Richardson of the sportsstuff.com. Farzine Vesuvian referred me to Dylan Richardson, so I want to thank Farzine, even though things went very sour with him about six years ago. He changed. People change. People change. It's like, what, what is that, uh, Madonna back in the 80s? Yeah, people change. They have a little success, things start going in the right direction for them, and then they get a little jerky and a little more jerky, and that's life, <laughs> unfortunately. People change. It sucks. Uh, in this game, there was no D'Angelo Russell. 
You got to see Jalen Noel as a starter. Nothing too exciting from him. He's more of a microwave off the bench. Malik Beasley and Torian Prince, to be fair, had a good week. And Malik Beasley raising up that trade value. Keep it up, Malik, as we're heading into the trade deadline. Thank you, Malik. Stop those five-point games where you shoot one of ten or something like that. Yeah, that, that this will help. 26 points off the bench versus the Phoenix Suns. Doesn't get a whole lot better than that. Thank you, Malik. And off the bench, by the way. Again, I said it like six times. Anthony Edwards always seems to have wonderful success against the Phoenix Suns. He had that 42-point game a year ago. That was epic. That was awesome. And again, that was, I believe, the first of his 40-point, his four 40-point games, pardon me, as he's done it already four times. He's tied with just three other players all-time at uh, age of 20. So at the age of 20 and, and under. Unbelievable run for Anthony Edwards. But the Phoenix Suns, unfortunately, the best team in the league right now. They kept their winning streak going. The Hawks ultimately would beat them just a couple of nights ago. Uh, just a night, Actually, it was, a, yeah, just two days ago. Or even last night. I'm getting the days mixed up. But, uh, gosh, Trey Young with 43 points. And that'll that'll do that. <laughs> that. That'll do it. And the Hawks back into playoff contention. They have a similar record to the <clears throat> Minnesota Timberwolves. That's right. Timberwolves are right now the ninth seed. Or are we? No, we're seventh. Seventh seed, pardon me. As again, we would be in the, that whole bubble deal, the play-in thing. And we'd rather be out of the play-in thing because the other participants are the Los Angeles Lakers. Los Angeles Clippers and Portland Trailblazers who have given the Wolves a hard time in the past. So I don't think I want into that. I, I don't think so. Crazy to think. Uh, the Wolves pretty much are shooing for the minimum 10th seed, so to speak, because Portland is 21-31. and 31, 10 games under 500. 10 games under 500. The Lakers have, you know, this guy named LeBron. They have this guy named Anthony Davis. They have a guy that like, gets to get, gets a lot of triple doubles and used to used to animate a lot like Steph Curry back in the day. He used to bug me more. He, he actually doesn't bug me as much as he he doesn't bug me as much now as he used to. But just the fact he he's not good for team chemistry. He's just not not good for team chemistry, and that's just kind of the way it is with uh, Russell Westbrook. I I knew it. I I knew it, and I guess some of you didn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, like if Russell Westbrook came to the Timberwolves, my throat would start to get a little tight, especially. Especially if you're talking like uh, trading away D'Angelo Russell, who seems to be the opposite lately. Um, much more of a winner, so to speak. He's the guy you want with the ball at the end of the game. Um, again, a nice, impressive couple wins, though, against like Denver and such. Almost beat Phoenix. We, we were in it, but, you know, Phoenix just kind of is what they are. They were ahead the whole game, and it just kind of was what it was. Giving 40 points in the first quarter will do that to you. Devin Booker, yeah, Devin Booker was hitting most of what he wanted to. Chris Paul got more and more clutch as the game progressed, and he had a triple-double. Chris Paul, see, talk about efficiency. I don't even like the guy. He's a jackass, Chris Paul. He's a jackass, and everybody knows it. <laughs> Except for people that call him a class act for some reason. Well, we can talk about Devin Booker, how great he is. It took him 26 shots to get to 29 points. I mean, I don't really need to elaborate why that's not that great. It, it, it's okay. It's not that great. But nine assists is good, and he hit the shots down the stretch that helped put the Suns in position to win the game. But uh, Chris Paul, well, it took him nine shots to get to 21. Oh, and by the way, 14 assists and 10 rebounds. So if I was the, in the Los Angeles Lakers or Phoenix Suns or whatever, you know what I mean? Two teams that are in the Pacific Division trying to win an NBA title with their glitzy players, a great lineup in this, I would take Chris Paul 10 out of 10 times over Russell Westbrook. As big of a jackass as Chris Paul is, <laughs> efficiency, efficiency. Now, of course, when it gets to the very, very end, he seems to not be as good. 
like say in deep in Western Conference Finals and NBA and deep in the NBA Finals last year, I'm kind of rooting for him, even though I, again, he is uh, he, there's a side to Chris Paul that's not really likable. I mean, I, and I think most NBA fans know that, but if you know, it'd be nice to see him get at least one bleeping ring because he's been close many times, and I don't know, just stay healthy and hopefully they can get it done. Again, I don't like. I don't like Chris Paul or Devin Booker a whole lot. Those are the two main dogs on the team, so to speak. Um, Bismack Biombo, nice performance as well. Despite getting into foul trouble, nice, solid, strong triple-double. And then he put the, uh, or excuse me, um, it's it's mostly the fans, though, who have been there for 50 years, following the team for 50 years, 30 years, 20 years, 10 years, 5 years, you know, whatever. <laughs> Maybe the youngsters, so to speak. Um It'd be nice to see uh, Phoenix, Arizona finally get a championship with their original team. I talked about that last week. I'll keep moving, but Phoenix wins in a decent decent performance. Victorian Prince, Malik Beasley, Anthony Edwards, and of course, Carl Anthony Towns leading the way. No D'Angelo Russell. Let's uh, attempt to move forward if humanly possible. Now that I've done a bit of uh, babbling already, which unfortunately I'm known to do, the Utah Spaz were spazzing out, unfortunately, and they they just weren't injured enough, you know? I mean, that's the thing. They were they just weren't injured enough. They got yet another one on the list, and I feel bad about that one, big time. Speaking of triple doubles, Carl Anthony Towns just rock and rolled right into that one, and an easy, easy choice to be an all-star reserve at the very least. Jaden McDaniels couldn't miss. No, seriously, he couldn't. He was 9 of 9 from the floor. That was cool. Some dunks, some three-point shots, catch and shoot. 3 of 3 from downtown, 9 of 9 overall. Again, some dunks, some close range. But hey, putting the ball in the bleeping basket is what it's meant to be. 22 points off the bench. The Prince himself, 4 of 5 and 10 points off the bench as well. Even added 7 rebounds and a couple steals. So last week, it's like you looked at some of his box scores and you're just like, huh? Wow, that's 30 minutes. And he attempted like 2 shots and missed them both. No free throws and no rebound. It was like, what's going on with this guy? What the heck? What is what, what the heck, man? What the heck? Remember how I was talking about him and Jade McDaniels started at, uh, uh, him and Jade McDaniels played small forward during a game last week. I can't remember who it was against. It might have been Portland. And it was like, you know, like about 45 minutes combined with three points. It's great. It's great. It's awesome. Awesome day. <laughs> Guys, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Beasley starting and sucking. Three of twelve. Well, perhaps no, no, uh, <laughs> no lone wolf for you, Malik. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Jaden, uh, those two guys that I was just bashing for a terrible, terrible like entire game last week are in the running for that one, big time. With of course the All Star, Carl Anthony Towns. You notice I didn't mention Anthony Edwards because another inconsistent week. And if I can remember, a real funny, goofy thing last night versus the Detroit Pistons at the press conference or whatever, if you want to call it that. But the reserves, what a nice game in Utah. And, of course, it helps when you have depth, and it doesn't help when you don't have depth in, in uh, turn of the Utah Jazz, terms of the Utah Jazz. Well, Mike Conley played at least. That's nice because he often is out. Jordan Clarkson actually didn't have that hot of a game. In fact, he's been shooting poorly all season, to be quite fair. But... Uh, no, uh, gosh, no stifle tower, as they like to call him, Rudy Gobert. No Donovan Mitchell. It's like, we we got this. This will be easy. And then as Joe Ingles is going up to, you know, attack the basket, his knee buckles and bends, and he's out for the year. I'm sorry, Joe. I, I am. That sucked. That that sucks. And I love Australians, obviously. 
And it's not just because he's Australian, but yeah, I do love Australians. And I I just, you know, I feel bad for the guy. You know, non-contact and the knee just went sideways. And gosh, so children do not not watch closely on that one. And just be careful going up to the basket. That's all I got to say. Oh, bad, really rotten luck for the Jazz there. I mean, I don't know. It's, there's like no way the Wolves couldn't win the game. And... I mean, I guess there's always a possibility the Wolves have blown games against uh, depleted teams, but that's like getting to a point of like, jeez, jeez, that that sucks. And, you know, I, I feel bad for Joe Ingles. He's out for a while, of course. And you know what ACLs are in the NBA? It's just, it's just, just a different animal. They take longer for, I'm not sure 100% the reason, but I guess guys used to come back a little early in the past and it didn't really help. They'd end up uh, overcompensating and having like uh, pain in their other knee this and that, they'd have some kind of a, what do they call that, like strains and such, uh, inflammation, stuff like that, when you have overcompensation, even though the knee's healed, it's not strong, that type of thing, and then guys end up like taking an extra six to nine months or something, then in the past, it seems a bit excessive, but what the hell do I know, I mean, it, it, it is what it is, the Wolves did beat the Jazz by 20, 126, 106, so nice triple-double and all that by Carl Anthony Towns, very happy to see the triple-double, 31 points, 10 assists, 11 rebounds. He got the assist late in the game, and you saw the big smile and guys dumping a little water on him like they did yesterday in the locker room uh, as he was announced as a All-Star Reserve. Congratulations. Not sure which team he's going to be on, but who cares? He's in the All-Star game. It's either Team LeBron or Team Giannis, as I'm finally saying it correctly. Watch, I probably said it wrong again. <laughs> I probably did. Oh, and Nick Timas is like, Joey, you did it again. You did it again, buddy. <laughs> Maybe... But 20-point win for the Jazz. I'll shut up and keep moving here. So, we head into the month of February. Again, wrap up January with the victory. <clears throat> head into Denver. No, head to Target Center versus Denver with Jokic in there. Sounded like he had a bit of a toe problem, but was going to play. Still had a Jokic-like performance. Didn't score a ton, but 21-16-8. Just, again, MVP-like numbers for the uh, MVP, the reigning MVP in the NBA. So Michael Green had increased minutes <clears throat> and played well like he usually does against the Timberwolves. I've always liked him, uh, reserve power forward. Wouldn't mind him on the Wolves. Wouldn't mind him on the Wolves because I think we have our power forward. And as he gets bigger and stronger, Jared Vanderbilt is a starting power forward in the NBA. He is because he provides a defense, he provides a rebounding, and guess what? He can score close to the basket as well. He, he's, he's able to finish because not every guy who isn't seven foot, is able to finish by the basket. You know, even though you're close to the basket, they, 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 some guys just keep, they're just unable to finish for whatever reason. They don't have the physicality. They don't have the wherewithal, this and that. Guys get nervous sometimes near, when they're too close to the basket. They're like, oh, here it is. And then they just don't finish. But a nice, solid overall night. A 15-point win for the Wolves. This was just like the Wolves kind of flexing their muscles, especially in that second quarter, 39-23. to 23. But kind of a total team effort. And, of course, Torian Prince shooting the lights out. Shooting the absolute lights out. I remember just staring at the, at the thing and like, wow, he's doing that well tonight? Oh, my God. One up with 8 of 12, 6 of 9 from downtown, 23 points. Even had 9 rebounds and a couple steals and a block. Torian Prince just kind of missed her everything out there. And, I, my goodness, Torian. He, he is picking up the pace. I don't know if he's trying to raise his trade value, but... If he's playing like this, I'd like to keep him on the team. <laughs> I'd like to keep him on the team the rest of the season. Maybe he could be a factor going into the postseason. Anthony Edwards, what's going on? Single digits? No rebounds? What happened, man? But I suppose Torian Prince probably took some of those minutes. He's playing so well. 
Beasley was adequate off the bench, 40%, but he made all of his baskets were three-pointers, four three-pointers for 12 points. Noel, kind of another mediocre shooting night, but still managed to get the double digits. But, yep, only 12 shots and 23 points. That's what it's like. That's what it is. And Carl Anthony Towns is the other guy who's ultra-efficient most often with uh, 12 points. Or, excuse me, 12 field goal attempts and 24 points. That's double right there, of course. Easy math. Jane McDaniels and Anthony Edwards, you get the, uh, boy, you get the Flynn for this game. Eight field goal attempts, five points for Anthony and Edwards. Yikes. You might want to stay off that McDonald's app, buddy. Might want to stay off the McDonald's app. We're about to get to that shortly. What the heck, man? Jaden McDaniels, what's going on? Is it rubbing off on you? Come on now, you're supposed to be good. What's up with you guys? It's 2020 NBA draft. What's what's wrong with you guys? Is the 2020 draft a big bust except for LaMelo Ball or something? Seven attempts, four points. Dude, come on, man. But at least he got five rebounds and four assists and a couple blocks. Anthony Edwards, what's going on? Two assists. Hey, there you go. Two assists and a block. Okay. But no rebounds? Anthony, that's not like you. <laughs> it's not... It's not like him. But the Wolves won the game by 15 points over the Denver Nuggets. So as long as I'm done nitpicking, it's just I'm still a little stunned. Why did Edwards suck so bad? Why? Why did he suck so bad against Denver? Yikes. I guess Torian Prince was so good he told him to sit down. Something like that. But nice win, nonetheless, to open the month of February, Tuesday the 1st. Uh, Apologize for my wackiness. I'm kind of like Jim Harbaugh. I'm a little weird. Maybe that's why... I'm not the best interviewer, I guess. I, I don't know. I'm just weird because I can be, <laughs> I guess. I guess. Uh, Detroit Pistons, the prince was in the palace. The prince was in the palace. Even if it's the if it's still the palace or not, he was there and he played well, didn't he? Um, little Caesars Arena, but, I, you know, in a lot of ways it's still the palace, but it's Little Caesars Arena because we always called it, you know, the whatever it was, Palace at Auburn Hills, that kind of nonsense. Um... Jeremiah Grant, people talked about him as a trade possibility. I didn't even think Sadiq Bay, but nah. No Cade Cunningham, and the Wolves still were kind of screwing around in this game. Maybe got a little too happy with ourselves for a while there. Detroit was was hitting their shots. They were getting, uh, they were on fire, and then there was the third quarter where uh, it was the anti-Wolves in a good way. In a good way. We were like, no, you guys aren't good. We're going to kick your ass in the third quarter and then kind of, you know, match your every move in the fourth, and that's pretty much what happened. Detroit drops to 12 and 39. Whew. Like, who, who who talks about the Detroit Pistons these days? I mean, I, I know eventually they're going to be good again. A guy like a Sadiq Bay is a nice piece to, you know, nice piece to have around, like, a, you know, possible franchise players like Cade Cunningham. <sighs> Kelly Olenek, gosh, that guy's been everywhere. Everywhere but here, pretty much. Everywhere but in the Twin Cities. Gosh, Kelly Olenek. And people always talked about, yeah, I should trade for him. Somebody named Frank Jackson. Pretty good performance. 25 points off the bench. Actually, a pretty damn good game right there. That is Reggie Jackson, right? But why, yeah, at least that's what I thought. 25 points off the bench. No, that ain't that's not That's not Reggie Jackson. I'm getting it mixed up. <laughs> I'm just goofy right now. Reggie Jackson's on the Clippers. He used to be on Detroit. Um... Because I saw the Lakers-Clippers game, like, right after that. Uh, but, again, the Wolves were able to kind of get things together in that third quarter. Guys like Torian Prince hitting those corner threes. Uh, especially that big corner three Torian Prince hit late in the first half. When the Pistons were leading by seven, uh, 
Victorian Prince had the uh, the Wolves were down by five, and Prince hit that corner three to put the Wolves in good shape. But an awesome, awesome week for Torian Prince. My goodness, what a nice start to the month of February. 23 points a game. Um, what, what, a seven and a half rebounds, a steal and a half. Doesn't get a whole lot better than that half of block, but yeah, you know, yeah, something like that. Uh, but my goodness, the, the field goal percentage. Jeez, man. And, and again, that's during the whole course of this week. Over 50% from downtown, about, gosh, closer to about, because he was five of six in this game, the Detroit game. Five of six, those corner threes. He's just been hitting them and hitting them and hitting them. Before this, he was attempting maybe two and like one of two or O oh of two or two of four. You know, that's still good numbers, but this, my goodness, six of nine, five of six. He's just been unbelievable. Torian Prince has been on a tear. And um, all respect to him. No question about that. Uh, for the season, Torrey Prince is shooting 40% from downtown. And field goal percentage is 46. So those are actually decent numbers. But still, he would have those games where he was a ghost. Like, there's just nothing there. Just nothing. Uh, but, my goodness, uh, the last year games, he's been spectacular. Uh, 73% in the month of February. Small sample size, but 73% is 73%. So he's been a couple games. Um... So, awesome. The Prince was in the Palace. It's just that simple. Anthony Edwards put up some decent numbers, 25 points. Carl Anthony Towns, again, you had the celebration after the game. And then Anthony Edwards at the press conference was basically like, hold on, hold on, i got to make my order here. i got to order some McDonald's on the, on, the, on the app. He was ordering McDonald's off of the McDonald's app. I don't know if they have it delivered to them in the locker room or, you know, in the Target Center or, or what the heck. Oh, no, that was in Detroit. So, no, it couldn't have been. I guess, I, but I'm, I i don't know if they have it delivered to the players in the building. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, but <laughs> it's just kind of funny. And he just got to held up the press conference. Uh, delay of game, five-yard penalty, Anthony Edwards. <laughs> Gosh, that's a five-yard penalty for you, buddy. So, unfortunately, no uh, lone wolf award. And shooting two of eight in a Denver game ain't going to get that either. So, the lone wolf award winner... Honorable mention to the All-Star Carl Anthony Towns. The winner is going to be Torian Prince. Torian Prince with his first ever Lone Wolf Award. Congratulations, Torian Prince. Just coming up out of nowhere. Great, great week. Torian Prince. I mean, he has to get it. He has been a nice spark plug. And my goodness, he, he really helped the Wolves escape embarrassment last night. You do not want to lose to the Detroit Pistons. And even without their star player, Cade Cunningham, that would be embarrassing. But a nice overall couple games here, or four four game stretch here, Victorian Prince. That's a, that's enough of a stretch to make you smile and think this guy, you know, he plays anything like this down the stretch. He's going to really help this team. And well, <laughs> good on you, Victorian Prince. So with that, we'll talk a little bit of the trade scenarios really quick, really quick. Uh, the second segment should be fairly short because we play Sacramento twice. And then we play Detroit again. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> that's the second segment shouldn't be a big deal. So I might as well just make this one a little touch longer. You know, or maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> this and that. Um, not Jake Lehman. No, not Jake Lehman. Might as well get to the trade scenarios, this and that, trade scenarios, and other little bits and pieces. Something I didn't even bring up on the last show. And it's like, I wanted to, and then I just didn't because I'm stupid. So before I even get to the trades, I'll say... The new owners, basically, you know, Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez talked about, uh, they say Kevin Garnett, that's right, you know, that guy, Kevin Garnett, will join the group with $100 million and have a say in basketball ops. So we'll say op op operations, this and that. So we'll see what happens with that. 
Interesting thought. Uh, so, Kevin Garnett, maybe that's what the plan was to flip Saunders long ago. Something similar to that. Have some say in what's going on with the basketball operations. And, uh, of course, again, have a, a stake in the franchise. And I think the, I got a feeling the new owners could use a little help, obviously. And every team, like the Wilfs, you know, who own the Minnesota Vikings, every ownership group has minority owners. And we don't mean minority like this, you know, this and that, race, skin color. No, we mean minority as in they're not like the major top investors. That's what, they, that's what it means. There's nothing to do with anybody's race. I think most of you knew that already, but you get the idea. Small stake in the franchise, 5%, 10%. You know, uh, Glenn Taylor had a guy that owned like 20% of the team. So that actually was interested in buying it years ago. Or was it even 30? So it's a pretty big piece of the franchise. Um, Timberwolves logo ranks number one in the NBA. I'm not sure if I brought this up last week or not, but the Timberwolves logo ranks number one in the NBA. Really? I don't agree with that. It's okay. The original logo, I think, would be higher, in my opinion. I'd, I'd rank it higher. I don't even think it's the number one logo in Timberwolves history, much less the number one logo in the NBA. Atlanta Hawks, uh, Suns, teams like that. Heck, even the Lakers, you know, the Lakers going back to the more classic Magic Johnson era logo, which I highly prefer over that L. I think the L is an L if you know what I mean. Um, so back to the, the trade talk here. I kept debating in my head as I'm doing this on the fly. Should I bring this to the second segment or the first? It doesn't matter. Might as well have it here in the first segment. So trade talk. The Wolves really do want Marcus Smart from the Celtics. The Celtics do like Beasley, but have offered Jason Richardson instead. The Wolves also have been scouting Philadelphia games, not Ben Simmons related. So interesting to think about there. Um, so Jason Richardson's making 11.6. Marcus Smart, 14 point three u three whatever the heck malik beasley's making the most 14.4 so you'd think marcus smart and beasley you could do straight up but there probably would be some kind of a trade involved of course it was successful i'm on the nba trades machine thanks to your your uh you know vice president of basketball operations sasha gupta so <laughs> yes thank you sasha for uh helping create that thing that's pretty damn cool uh uh, let's trade Anthony Edwards. No, yeah, no. Torian Prince is making 13. Interesting, of course. And he's playing like he wants to get to, like he'd be a trade possibility. What is going on? I didn't even mean to do that. Okay, so yeah, Beasley, of course, for uh, for Mr. Richardson there. Try the trade, and that one was successful. Not too surprised. I like Richardson a lot, actually. Uh, Josh Richardson. His numbers haven't been good lately. They just haven't, and that's unfortunate. But I've been a fan of his for a while, and let's not forget, we were willing to trade Jimmy Butler straight up for him, and we're thinking, why didn't we do it? That's bullcrap. Why didn't we trade him? Yeah, remember that? And remember the year right after, 16 and a half a game. So he was like an up-and-comer, averaging about 13 a game with the Miami Heat. Then he wound up two with Philadelphia for Jimmy Butler. Funny how that worked out. Where the Wolves got like a bunch of people like Covington and stuff. Of course, that helped make other trades happen later on, including Malik Beasley and ultimately uh, D'Angelo Russell. It's all kind of like a trade to make a trade to make a trade to make a trade as time went by. Of course, Butler was traded away well before Gerson Rosas took over. Just a weird situation. Very weird situation. Uh, of course, Jason Rich Josh Richardson. I keep wanting to call him Jason, which is weird. Um, obviously, there was a player with that name in the past in a different sport. Um, Josh Richardson, certainly a damn good free throw shooter. It's always 80s and, and even up to 92 last year with the Dallas Mavericks. Only 12 points a game. But I don't know. His numbers are all good. It seems like he just doesn't, you know, he, he's never gotten major minutes except for that year with Miami 
where he averaged almost 17 points a game. I mean, I thought he was a borderline all-star that year. Uh, I like Josh Richardson a lot. Apparently, the Wolves like Marcus Smart more, which is fine. Marcus Smart has developed into a pretty nice player. He's he's an interesting guy. He'd basically, in a lot of ways, be a Patrick Beverly replacement, a younger, kind of healthier. I mean, he's not that healthy. I mean, shoot, he played only 48 games last year, 44. This year, he's been pretty healthy. Uh, he may have played only, uh, yeah, it kind of depends. He's, he's missed time, but not that much. Uh, he's certainly healthier than Patrick Beverly. Three-point percentage over his career has not been that great, though only 32% throughout his career, and this year, 31. Great. <laughs> throughout his career, though, 32%. So not an elite three-point uh, three shooter and only 38% from the floor throughout his career. Almost 500 games in the NBA, 38%. So kind of is what he is when it comes to shooting, but again, does provide that... that uh, intensity, the defense, the physicality. He's a big guy. He's a big guy. 6'3", 220. That is not somebody you'd want to meet in a dark alley one way or another. He would kick your ass <laughs> most of the time. Um, sixth pick overall in the draft. I don't think he's at that level. But then again, I'd take him over the, the guy we took sixth in the draft. I think I would. The guy we got sixth in the draft just a couple of years ago. Jared Culver or Margaret Smart? I'll take Margaret Smart. Also number 36. What are you, a fullback or something? But I guess he's, he's almost built like one. Just probably a little bit too tall. Like a fullback in the NFL, kind of, in a sense. Big, big dude. Um, or just a really good running back, I guess. 6'3", 220. Like an Adrian Peterson, big dude who could, you know, had some physicality. But Smart, obviously, is a target for the Timberwolves. Sachin Gupta and all that good stuff. And somebody on Philadelphia. Couldn't tell you who, obviously, other than Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons in the past. But... I don't really want Ben Simmons. I, I think you'd disrupt this team right now, and I don't really want to trade D'Angelo Russell for Ben Simmons, to be quite frank. Not sure that's like the best idea in the world, to be quite fair. As uh, Just kind of thinking it over, it's mm, it's Joel Embiid. It's Joel Embiid. Oh, maybe Tyrese Maxey. Nah, probably not. It's not Tyrese Maxey. Tobias Harris. Tobia, Tobias Harris is probably too much. Obviously, he's very expensive. Seth Curry. Uh, would not surprise me if he's a possibility, but he just keeps getting better and better. I think his value has gotten really high. Danny Green, I don't know. Andre Drummond, hard to say. <laughs> it's it's a tough one. It, it's a tough one at the end of the day. I keep thinking, you know, so you want to add the Wolves. Let's see what would work with Philly really quick. Because obviously it's a fun time of year where you look at possible trade scenarios and such. Ben Simmons, 33 million. Seth Curry, 8 million. So that's definitely a very tradable contract. The three contracts that are untradable pretty much for to the Wolves right now, unless you want to deal away, you know, Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, that kind of thing. Maybe it is Tobias Russell, uh, Tobias Harris, but three's making 36 million right now. Crazy. He's making more than Joel Embiid, but yep, yeah, Simmons is making 33. I don't think he's worth 33. <clears throat> Excuse me. Joel Embiid, if he was, if he was healthy, he's like, if he's, he might be even worth more, but he's making about 31 and a half. Tyrese Maxey, obviously, is an up-and-coming youngster, obviously, and a stud. Andre Drummond, only a million point six. Well, it depends, obviously, and the Wolves, are, are they the kind of, do they want the traditional big man? I do, but do the Wolves, that's the thing. doesn't seem that way, historically. Um, Danny Green or Seth Curry, I have a feeling it's one of those two that the Wolves might be targeting. I don't think it's Harris, obviously, it's too expensive. Why would you even do that? So, I don't know. Is he better than Russell or Towns? I don't, not really. I, not really. Obviously not better than Towns, no kidding. But, eh, okay. But it's got to be Green or Seth Curry. Danny Green is making exactly $10 million. Seth Curry, 8.2. That's very, very tradable. And the Sixers might tell us to 
to like screw off actually because he's playing pretty well. He's playing a little bit above his contract right now. Seth, Seth Curry, who doesn't dance around every time he makes a shot. Yes, Seth. Yes, Seth. Thank you for being a little bit more classy that way. With that said, I will now be quiet and we will move on to segment number two. We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment, segment numero dos, as I was saying. <laughs> Detroit Pistons again. We get to play the Detroit Pistons again. So, what more is there to say? We should be able to beat them. I would hope this one will be in Target Center after a couple of days off here, Friday and Saturday off, which would be nice if I could have Friday and Saturday off. This one will be in Target. Target. Uh, again, D'Angelo Russell has been missing time with a shin injury. He was, was he kicked in the shin, kind of a shin contusion? So, it's something like that. Banged in the shin. It hurts like hell. The Wolves should sweep this series, and if we don't, what's going on here? What's going on? Uh, Timberwolves 3-2 and two in our last five. Detroit 1-4 and four in their last five. Losing to the Wolves at the end there. Only beating Cleveland 115-105. That's funny. That's funny. Wow. But uh, Detroit is bad in just about every statistic in the mid to upper 20s and everything except free throw percentage. or 13th, 14th in blocks, and I guess 8th in steals. So, but everything else, they're like 26th, 28th including field goal percentage, but even though they shot pretty good yesterday, Wolves, no excuse, need to take care of business versus the Detroit Pistons. Anthony Edwards will lead the Wolves in scoring in this game. <clears throat> will, uh, winds up with, I, I think he gets 30, because he needs to get his head out of somewhere. He had a he had, he had not a very good week. I actually didn't even pass out a Johnny Flynn Memorial for last week. Uh, it's kind of hard to say. Obviously, McDaniels had a great uh, that nine-point game. He had some quiet ones this and that, because I was more interested in the trade talk. Um, Nas Reed was, was good in his little time he played. Obviously, he had a recipient of some really nice uh, passing and stuff, you know, alley dunks and such. He was solid during the week. Just it's unfortunate how he's fallen out of the rotation, him being Nas Reed. Um, I'm going to pass on the Johnny Flynn Memorial this week. The Wolves played pretty, pretty solid. Uh, I could come back to it. Something comes to my mind, but I think I'll pass on that for this week. Just nothing that horrible to get to. Wolves should win comfortably versus Detroit. Final score, 125-108 versus the Pistons. Anthony Edwards gets 30. Wolves then have two games in Sacramento. So we like those Sacramento tomatoes or something. But I'd love to be in Sacramento, California right now. But back-to-back in Sacramento. I don't know how often that happens. But Tuesday the 8th, Wednesday the 9th, we stay in Sacramento for a couple games. I don't see that happen very often. That's kind of weird. A back-to-back in the same city versus the same team. I guess. Uh, Darren Fox, does he want out? This and that. But I sure like him a lot. At times, he looks like a stud. Other times, he, he's, he, he, you know, he's, he can't shoot sometimes. Uh, 25% from downtown. I don't know why he's, he's bad there. But his overall field goal percentage for a point guard, 46, is actually, you know, it's pretty solid. It's, it's up to par at the very least. Harrison Barnes keeps getting... He's, he's just... He's developed into more of like a decent, solid starting role player, if that makes sense. <laughs> a really damn good one. Like, he, he plays a role. This and that. He's definitely not a star. He's like a piece for a team. And he's been nice ever since he's been in Sacramento. Many years ago, he was with the, the Splash Brothers and such. He was supposed to be one of the big parts of that team, and it just never happened. 
Um, he just never took the reins of that, and whatever, the rest is history. As much as I hate that team, they they won three championships. Hopefully, that's it. Hopefully. Raquan Holmes, uh, Rashawn Holmes, I've always loved him. This and that. He's somebody I wouldn't mind trading for, but I don't know. It probably would never happen. He's a double-double threat every night. Blocks some shots. This and that. He gets hurt sometimes. Hell, Halliburton's been okay. He can shoot from the outside about 42%. Wolves should be able to win at least one of these. I got a feeling it's going to be a split because there's almost no chance you're going to you're going to sweep on a back-to-back in the same town. Usually the other team is going to get one of the two. <sighs> mm. uh, which one is it going to be? I think Sacramento wins the first one and the Wolves win the second. Something along those lines. Anthony Edwards will lead the Wolves in scoring in the second game with 35, in my humble opinion. Uh, is D'Angelo Russell going to come back? I hope so. Carl Anthony Towns will have one of his best games of the year versus the Kings. Uh, historically, like franchise players with the Wolves, we had Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, or Kevin Garnett have had unbelievable games against the Sacramento Kings. Kevin Garnett used to always have his best games of the season versus the Kings. Always. I don't know if it's because Chris Webber was there or what, but it was it was interesting. He would have those 40-point nights that he would just... Kevin Garnett never had 40. It was like once in a blue moon, but it was always Sacramento. Wasn't it, though? At least 30 to 35. But you have Edwards. I think Edwards has his fifth 40-point game, actually. I'm, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to step out and think Edwards is going to get 40 in one of these two games. I'll go with the second, the one that's a victory. Carl Anthony Towns will lead the Wolves with 32 in the first game, but the Kings actually win by a little bit. Uh, Sacramento has not been that good. Maybe the Wolves could sweep, but they did beat Brooklyn, <laughs> which is nice. Uh, one and four in their last five. They got beat by 12 to Golden State, beat Brooklyn by 11, beat New York by, no, got killed by the Knicks, 116-96. What happened there? It was in the, it was in, uh, yeah, it was, it was in New York. It was in the Garden, no, Madison Square Garden. Philadelphia, they barely lost to them, 103 one Oh, one. Definitely some defense in, in Sacramento, if you can believe it, but sometimes they give up a lot. 121-104. Atlanta's been playing way better. They beat the crap out of the Sacramento Kings uh, recently here. Well, that was the furthest game back, but who cares? Um, one way or another, they beat them. And <laughs> I think the Kings win the first game. Final score, 118 to 110. Second game, the Wolves come out and get the job done in a lower-scoring game. Final score, 108-100. Wolves get the win. Anthony Edwards eclipses 40. With that, we'll take a quick break and look at fan interaction. Back here in Emeralds Explosion fan interaction. I want to thank Indy Angle by Ghost Squad. Thank you very much for the retweet. They've been retweeting often, so must uh, must like the show. At least I, I hope so. They must because they always retweet it. Uh, Levi Brown out of New Zealand and uh, right here a thank you to Levi Brown for adjusting the picture size twice for me now because I had that for the Brave the new Brave the Wild logo. There was one that was like it was like a white logo, but still like a complete rebranding of the Brave the Wild logo. It was a cool look, but of course, just a white background. It just didn't do it for me. For for this show, it's okay uh, because there's more detail in the uh, in the whole image. That one, it just seemed like something was missing. And then 
Uh, but yeah, but Levi readjusted that picture so I could fit it on the on iTunes via HipCast and all that. iTunes and the other podcast applications. Hip, HipCast one's at a certain size, basically. And Levi uh, is good at that. He he, pre, uh, he helped me adjust the picture size. Thank you so much, Levi. And then I had to bother him again because there was the better logo because uh, my my friend from Chechia, Pablo Bonnet, is the guy who made the logo. And then he made a uh, different color scheme with a logo for the page he's been running and, and that I'm a part of, MNW Prospects, when we changed it to Young Guns. He had it like a forest green background on it with like kind of a yellow uh, sun, and it looked so cool. And I'm like, any chance we can adjust the color scheme for this logo? And then he said, yes, you want me to add some other detail to it too? And my goodness, it is a beautiful logo for Brave the Wild now. Just an unbelievable logo. And Levi adjusted that one. Just want to thank you, Levi, so much out of New Zealand. Thank you so much. This is such a great help. I appreciate you very much. Uh, Levi out of New Zealand. Vince Germano out of Australia retweeted it. Again, the Courtside Podcast still on hiatus. Come back, come back, come back, come back, come back. Please come back. Courtside Podcast. I'll shout out to you forever. Uh, Derek Felska, again, big friend of Brave the Wild. Uh, and he writes for Crease and Assist. There, yeah, that's his blog, Crease and Assist, covering the Minnesota Wild. Him and his wife uh, he off, uh, often review games. His wife often previews Minnesota Wild games. And he writes other stories with the Minnesota Wild and, of course, uh, youngsters with hockey as well, like, like high school and such. Uh, and Tanae Brown, of course, a great friend of the show as well. Man, awesome guy out of New Zealand. Tanae, Vince, Levi, thank you guys so much. You're like the pillars of Timberwolves Explosion. We uh, absolutely mean that. Um, and again, the Courtside Podcast, please come back, please. Um, at TWolvesEX, at TWolvesEX, Perk Nowitzki follow. That's cool. Perk Nowitzki raised by wolves, huh? Hmm. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> That's an interesting look. Perk Nowitzki. <laughs> Levi Brown shared a line from uh, John Krasinski. Beasley and Prince, 13, 19, 9 of 11 on three is 39 points. Isn't that amazing? Yep, John Craw, Johnny Krasinski, Johnny, Johnny Basketball, or Johnny Athletic, basically, for the Athletic. Levi Brown says, not stats you expect to see. Great job by both of them tonight. And that was the Prince in the Palace, along with Millie Beasley as well. Raising its trade value. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And, man, that was, uh, what was I posting? What did I post to? Yeah, I was saying, what's gotten into Tori and Prince? Basically, and I posted the image. It may not be a prettiest thing, but it's you see the games. Today he says, I think he's mad he wasn't an all-star. <laughs> yep, and he was laughing there. He's been incredible recently, though, and yes, yes, he has. And he wrote though correctly. He didn't write it like some of the youngsters out there that would write T-H-O. Yep, those guys. Enough with the T-H-O. Just say though. So, Tanae, thank you. That was a good, that's perfect. Yep, Tanae gets it. <laughs> that, that 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 shot though, it's like, yeah, that's, that's great. That's really cool. Wow. That's that's really lit, if you call it that. I, I would add a, I'd take the L out and add a S-H <laughs> with, <laughs> with people that write T-H-O. Uh, well, no comments on the face of page, facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. And I'm going to give a shout out to Finch, uh, Flip to Finch, the Flip to Finch Timberwolves page, run by Scott Doherty. Going to give him a shout out because I do uh, post links to the page on there and he, he's, he's cool with that. So thank you so much, Scott Doherty. Going to give you a shout out and encourage you to join that Facebook page. That one seems to be a bit better. It, uh, so many Wolves Shades fans out there. I, I don't sense that on that page as much. Um, 
obviously we're you know we're Wolves fans and there's going to be a lot of people that are you know that are rah rah a bit but it's not like some of the others out there where every time Carl Anthony Towns gives us a rah rah message which even D'Angelo Russell was getting a little tired of uh, they like think it's the coolest thing in the world it's it's not it's it's not just just go out and play you know I mean we're we're happy for you we don't need the rah rah just go out and play. <laughs> we know you're an all-star. We know that uh, you're not accepting of losing and this and that, and that's good. But um, just, you know, just go out and kick some butt. That's all. That's all I'm saying. not saying cat sucks. Like somebody told me years ago, he's like, yeah, cat sucked last year. I'm like, that's not what I said, moron. <sighs> With that, please do write a positive rating on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. Apparently, you can do it on Spotify as well. It might be just a star rating, though. I don't know if there's any, like, words. But, yeah, at least put a five-star rating on Spotify if you could. Really would appreciate that. Uh, Audible, you can do a review. And Stitcher. For those of you that have, thank you so very much. Better get to these plugs real quick. Vigit, V-I-G-I-T. I I should have done it at the beginning of the last segment, but that's how that goes. Um, Social media for sports bettors. You can post about your picks, see what others are saying about games. So this is basically fantasy betting. Uh, Vigit Betting League is a month-long betting competition to see who the best sports better is over the course of a month. Free-to-play sports book, bet free coins, win real prizes. Betting stats, there's great information available on the Vigit Lakeline movement where the public is betting. Again, this is not real money wagering. And if you want to be like the LA Lakers, or the Clippers, but the LA Lakers especially, those of you that like the Lakers that listen to the show, join Crypto.com. Crypto.com. Okay, hey, it's, it's on their arena now. It's not Staples Center anymore. Crypto.com. You can trade cryptocurrency. I have a link in the show description. Click on that to show that I referred you, and you get $25 in your account, and that would help the show as well, along with the Vigit betting application, uh, the Vigit betting application as well, which is fantasy betting. Uh, Paladino Live is the referral there. All one word. With that said, thank you guys so much for listening. Tell your friends about the show. Keep sharing it like those of you that have. I just thank you beyond words. Just thank you so much. Uh, we'll talk to you next week, and hopefully the Wolves continue their drive to the postseason without Jimmy Butler. <laughs>